All right, hey, well, good morning, Seacoast. My name is Nathan Beck. I run the junior high department here. Where are my junior hires at? Yes. Uh, so I'm used to speaking to 12 and 13 year olds, so preaching to a bunch of adults is right up my alley. So, um, hey, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I am originally from Santa Barbara. Um, I've been down here in North County, San Diego now for three years on Thursday. Um, got my call into ministry in 2016. Uh, moved down here. It's been great. It's been a crazy time. A little bit about uh, my story is I kind of had a lot of transition growing up. Um, it's a big part of who I am. Uh, my parents got divorced at a young age. Uh, moved around a lot as a kid. Um, I went to seven different schools by the time I graduated high school. Um, so always in a new community. I'm trying to find friends and family uh, to, to bond with. Um, was always something that was uh, challenging for me. Um, something that you should know about me is when I was a baby, uh, I was deathly ill. I wasn't supposed to live past three. Uh, you are looking bring, at a miracle. So um, here I am. The Lord had different plans uh, than the doctors. So um, praise the Lord. I'm here with you guys now. Uh, I love Seacoast. I love being a part of this community. Um, there's something that has been a constant in my life. So in all of this transition, whether that was in schools or in friendships or communities, whatever, there was something that was always constant for me. Outside of my personal relationship with the Lord, something that was constant was the church. The church was something that was always constant for me. I knew that when we moved or we were in a new place, that there was going to be a community that I could plug into. I had a youth pastor growing up. His name was Ryan Sharp, and Ryan Sharp really took an interest in me. That was actually a huge reason why I joined staff here at Seacoast. Uh, so Ryan Sharp, the junior high ministry that I was a part of, when I was going into eighth grade, we joined this new church, and uh, Ryan is a youth pastor. The junior high was only about, I don't know, maybe six to ten students, um, and Ryan and I developed a really close relationship. He really took an interest in me, encouraged me in my walk with the Lord, um, and over the years, that ministry grew, and I had a closer relationship with Ryan and other people on staff, um, but growing up in the church, the church was always that constant thing for me. In this time of transition, whatever it was doing, wherever I was going, I knew that the church was something I could rely on, that we as one body, being united through Christ, was something that I could look forward to. So that's what we are here today. We are one church. We are one body of Christ together. Those people in the video venue don't see you right here, but great to see you through the camera. Bing! Um, we're one body, and we're united through Christ. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. Um, last week, if you guys were here, you saw that out on the plaza, we were having our ministry fair. That's just a great insight into what Seacoast is, just kind of all the parts of our body of believers here at Seacoast working together to further the kingdom. And it's amazing to see that. Um, we're going we're gonna to jump in, and we're going to be looking at three different things that I've found in Scripture for us as a body of believers. Our call, our example, and our response on how to be united through Christ. Would you guys pray with me? Father, this morning, as we come before you, uh, learning um, about what it means to be united through Christ, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, that you would give me the words that I've prepared. Um, Father, I pray that the hearts, minds, and ears of um, Seacoast would be opened and that we would grow together, that we would be bonded, that um, you would be the constant in our lives, Lord. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Would you guys please open up in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4? 
Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be starting in verse 1. This passage is about the unity and the maturity of the body of Christ. Paul is writing this letter to the church of Ephesus as an encouragement. He saw that they were doing a lot of good work, but he wanted to step in and say, hey, you're doing good. Make sure that you guys are in this together. So we're going to be looking at this because I think that this is applicable to us here at Seacoast. So we're going to be starting in verse 1. Would you guys read with me? As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Let's jump down to verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Do we have any athletes in the house? Any, any athletes? I know we got some high schools and junior highs in here. I know you guys are athletes. Any sports fans? Okay. Any Lakers fans? Oh, come on. How about Dodgers? Any Dodgers fans? Hey, I know we're in San Diego. Max, you're my guy. Uh, I am a big sports fan. I love sports. I grew up playing sports. I grew up uh, playing soccer and volleyball and golf and tennis and you name it. I was always playing sports. Love to follow sports. Uh, anytime I watched hockey, I just wanted to see a fight. Um, I just, I love sports. I think they're really fun. So growing up, I played soccer and volleyball in high school. And inside of volleyball, um, there's couple positions on the court, and I had a position that was called libero. Can everybody please say libero? So libero was a defensive specialist. It was someone who was small. When I started high school, I was really small. I was like under five feet. It's just a tiny guy. Didn't grow a whole lot since then, but um, I, was a, I was a small guy, and that means that the big guys up at the net could do a whole lot better job of blocking and hitting and smashing it down, and I was the one that would dive and sacrifice my body to get the ball back up in the air. It was a fun job. I loved it. But inside of that team, my position was unique to me. I was fulfilling a position and a purpose needed on that team. Now, there was a guy, his name was Trevor. Trevor was 6'9", 300 pounds. He was our center for our football team. He went on to play D1 sports. This dude was huge. And uh, so Trevor played in the front row. He was our middle blocker, which means that, I mean, at 6'9", he just kind of goes like this and his whole arms are above. This dude was a freak up at the net. If he tried to play my position, <laughs> it wouldn't go over very gracefully, right? This giant dude just trying to sacrifice his body, the floor would rumble when he would land, and that was not his position, nor was my position to step up at the net and try to block the ball. I just, I couldn't jump very high. Again, I was kind of a smaller dude. So we had a position and a purpose on our team that was being fulfilled. 
Our coach stepped in and uh, really encouraged us to be united as a team. Okay, if we look at the Golden State Warriors, not a fan, but if we look at the Golden State Warriors, they have won their conference title for the last five seasons in a row. That is because they're one of the most united teams in basketball. Now, I'm a Lakers fan. I don't like the Warriors, but they have all been united. Similarly, we as the church, we need to be united. We all have certain positions and certain gifts that have been given to us that we need to fulfill. There's a purpose and a plan specifically given to each one of us that God has given us for a time, for a reason, to love someone, to encourage someone. And so Paul kind of, he he lays this out in an earlier uh, letter to the Romans. He, he comes in with this encouragement, and I'm going to read it for you. It'll be on the screen. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. It says this, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so we in Christ though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. As that passage just lays out, each one of us is given certain gifts to fulfill uh, in the body of Christ. We are to be united. As I tell our junior hires, which I'll tell you guys, you're created for a purpose. You're not a mistake. God has given you, each one of you, a gift, a purpose inside of this church, inside of our communities to further his kingdom. And that's what we're going to look at. So I'm going to I'm going to walk through three different points with us this morning on how we are to be united through Christ. So if we look back at Ephesians chapter 4, in that first section, our call, what is our call inside of the church? Our call is we are called to live a life reflective of Christ in us. The calling on our lives is that we have been labeled with the blood of Christ. As a child of God, that is our biggest identity. We are called to live a life reflective of Christ in us. That's our biggest label. Let's live that out. The second one is we are called to be united in Christ. If you look in verse 3, it says this, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort. It's not some effort. It's make every effort effort to keep the unity through the bond of peace. This past week, uh, I had a friend that I had a disagreement with. And after a day or so, I just, I was really wrestling internally. I I didn't want there to be any frustration, any resentment towards this guy. So I went up to to him and I just said, hey, like, there's something between us and I, I want there to be peace. Like, I want this to be good. And so if we look over it, Verse 32 
of chapter 4. It says this, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. We were able to clear the air. We were able to move forward and keep this unity. We made every effort to keep this unity through the bond of peace. The third point. We are called to be humble, gentle, and patient. I think these three are so huge. To be humble, don't, don't, don't be prideful. Uh, we're to be gentle. Don't be frustrated. We're to be patient, okay? Uh, later in that, it says, um, be patient, bearing with one another in love. We're, again, we're to make every effort to keep unity through the bond of peace. The second point that I have for us this morning is what is our example? What is modeled inside of Scripture for us? Okay, we're called to be united through Christ. But what's our example? Well, the example is set right there in verse 4. It says this, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Our God is one. Our God is one. He sets the example in his triunity that he is one, so we should be one. He sets that example for us. If we were to flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about how Christ is the head of our body. Basically goes through, and this is going to be the Nathan Beck paraphrase, you aren't supposed to be a foot if you're an ear. If you're an ear, you're not supposed to be a lung, and if you're a lung, you're not supposed to be a toenail, okay? Every purpose, everything inside of the body is created for a purpose, What is your purpose? What is our purpose? That's my hope for today is we can figure out how in the body of Christ are we to be united and to step out into this calling. The second point under our example is we are one body united in Christ. We are one body united in Christ. There is one body and unity of all of us and the common thread is the Lord. He is over all, he is through all, and he is in all. Going back to Christ as being the head. And scripture lays this out for us too. If we were to flip over to John chapter 13, one of my favorite passages, I'll just read it to you. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it says this. A new command I give you, love one another. Period. Love one another. A new command I give you, love one another As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. That is the example that we get to show the world. Is this transformation that's happened internally? Let's go out and let's love not only the people inside of Seacoast, but let's let's love our communities. Let's just love people. That is going to uh, show people that we have been transformed by Christ. We are living out this unity through the bond of peace. We here at Seacoast, we want to help people discover life in Christ and help them and teach them to follow him. We do that by being united. This last point that I have for us is our response. How do we become one body? Well, if we were to look at verses 11 through 13, it says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to do what? to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
we need to equip his people for works of service. We need to equip his people for works of service. That means that we need to step into relationship with others. This isn't supposed to be something where we're doing this on our own. This is where we get to lock arms. I've shared this analogy with our junior highs a bunch of times, but I don't know if you guys remember this past March or February, there was a giant tree on Encinitas Boulevard, and it just crashed all the way over Encinitas Boulevard. It 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 was a big thing. This giant tree looked super strong. But that tree, when the storm came, it didn't have anything supporting it. And when it came and it got rocked, it crashed, and it was not very pretty. But if we were to look at a forest, literally, like, you go 15 feet below the surface, maybe more, I'm, I don't know trees very well. Uh, but if we were to look underneath the surface of the earth at a forest, we would see that all these trees, all of their roots are intertwined, and they're supporting each other. They're coming alongside each other. So when these storms come, they're not easily going to be shaken. And so that's what we get to be. We get to come alongside each other. We get to build each other up. And the second point there is we are all working towards the unity in the faith. We get to come alongside each other and partner with each other in this. That's part of sanctification, (laughs) coming alongside and building each other up, helping each other discover life in Christ. The last one is why do we work towards unity? Why do we work towards unity? So that we can grow into the fullness of Christ. Our response is to prepare God's people. If we're doing our job correctly as the church, our job is never going to be done. We're going to be continuing to make disciples, and when we make disciples, we're going to have to come alongside them and partner with them to build them up into these new believers, to go through sanctification, to become more and more Christ-like. And that's what this passage is calling us to do right there in... um, Where are we? Uh, in verse 13, at the end of that, it says, until we reach the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure and fullness of Christ. So what's our purpose? What's our purpose inside of the church? Well, I think it's to build each other up and to encourage each other. That's just one simple thing that we can do, especially as Seacos. We get to lock arms with each other and build up this body of Christ together. You aren't, I work with the junior hires. I've been given that gift, and some of you are very grateful that you don't have that gift. They're stinky. Uh, they like to talk about farts, and it's all to further the kingdom. Like, I love stepping into college. It is. I'm being honest. It's great. I love having these conversations with students, um, and some of you are really grateful that you don't have the gift of junior high ministry, which is okay. But if you do, come and talk to me. Um, We are all given specific gifts. Maybe it's to encourage. Maybe it's to show mercy. Maybe it's to come along and support someone. Maybe it's to pray for someone. Maybe it's to make a a meal for for a family. I don't know. I don't know what your gifting is. But God has given each one of us something that is unique to us to step in, to grow and fulfill the purpose to grow in the unity in the faith. That's our call. If we look at verses 15 and 16 at the end of chapter 4 here, it says this. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body is joined 
and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Again, if you're an ear, you're not supposed to be a foot. And if you're a foot, you're not necessarily meant to be an eyeball. And an eyeball certainly isn't meant to be a hand, right? All these parts have a specific function and purpose inside of the church. They're not a mistake. You are not a mistake inside of the church. You have a purpose. You have giftings. Our call is to grow the body of Christ through this unity, to fulfill the purpose, to be in the fullness of Christ. I'm going to end with actually a story about myself, a personal story. So as I said, I've been down here in San Diego now for three years on Thursday. It's been great. It's been hard. It's been challenging. But I've seen God grow me uh, in some awesome ways. Before I moved down to San Diego, I was working up in Santa Barbara. I was uh, working at a coffee shop, and I had bounced around a couple jobs here and there and um, didn't quite know what God was doing. There were a couple guys that stepped into my life. One of them was named Jamie Nelson. Another guy was named Billy Jack Blankenship. Yes, that is his name. And yes, his brother's name is Bobby Jack. Um, And yes, he's from Louisiana. Um, So Jamie and Billy Jack uh, were two guys that really stepped into my life, and they saw something in me that I didn't necessarily see myself. This gifting of loving students, of loving families, of this passion for Christ, it was inside of me, but to be honest, I felt a little bit like Jonah. I kind of felt like I was running from the Lord. Kind of saying, hey God, like, I think that's maybe what you're calling me to do, but that's, that's not for me. These two guys stepped into my life, Jamie and Billy Jack, and they really encouraged me. They saw something in me. They saw this gifting that I didn't necessarily know that I had. And with these two guys stepping into my, my world and encouraging me and challenging me, through them, I'm now able to love these junior hires and these youth, these high schoolers too, this whole body of believers. My encouragement to you guys through that story is you might not think that you have giftings, but you do. It's told to us in Scripture. Each person in this room has been given gifts, talents, and abilities on purpose to further the kingdom, to grow in the unity through the bond of peace, and to live out the fullness of Christ. Each one of us has a gift, and it's on purpose. See, because as we go out from here, let's be united through Christ. Let's be one body of believers. I'm stoked that we're here as one church. What a, what a great time to be together as one body. Let's go out and let's uh, show the world how we're different through Jesus' love. Amen? All right, would you pray with me? Father, this morning we are so grateful for you. We're so grateful for your love. God, we're grateful that you have called us, your sons and your daughters, that you're the label over our life, Lord, is that we are yours. God, I pray that as um, we go out, Lord, that the example that you've set for us in being one, God, united, Lord Jesus, you are united um, with us, God, help us to, to live out this purpose, God. We love you. Uh, we pray that we would be, um, we would be aware of those that we can bring in 
uh, into this process of sanctification, that we will make disciples, Lord, that our love for each other would be the thing that just <laughs> screams to our community, that there's something different about the people at Seacoast, Lord. They're united, they're one, and they love you. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.